Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Psychophonetic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by Elisa Woods, who looks beautiful and pink tonight. I think it's one of my colors. It, you look fantastic in it. It was the first thing I said when we got about, out of you. our car. Somebody needs to talk to Brooke and see what that means. <laughs> Brooke Johnson? Yeah. We did our colors. Does that mean that I'm a summer? You'll have to ask Brooke. Okay. She She's knows. an expert in which colors look good she on is. which skin tones. And she always looks very good. And she is not shy about it. She will tell you yeah. what color you should and should not be yeah. wearing. And she tells me all the time I need to wear lipstick. And it's not <laughs> happening, Brooke. Sorry, girl. Jared's here too, but he doesn't have a headset on. So we can say whatever we want. He can, he can just yell in the background. He is wearing lipstick tonight. <laughs> That's a great color for him. Jared, your mustache looks great. Thanks. Yep. And your beard does too. It looks very full. Yeah. We're proud of you. <laughs> All right, it's episode 57. Elisa, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You want to know why? Oh, it's going too fast. <laughs> you were going to do that, Robert Goulet. Yeah. It's because we've got college football, playoff baseball. It's Monday night. We're recording Monday night. Monday night football, WNBA there, playoffs. There was a preseason NBA game on tonight. That's not, that's not on my list. And the NASCAR playoffs. <laughs> All happening at the same time. Nets and 76ers. Woo! Niang was playing. Okay, that's cool. Okay. You're right. All right, fair enough. But there's just so much happening, and Niang, it's wonderful. Niang was playing with Joel Embiid. How, oh, that's wow. sick. That is sick. Joel Embiid, the 75-year-old, playing basketball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I'm having a lot of fun. It's like sports every single night, all hours of the day, and I just can't get enough of it. So it's it really is my favorite sports part of the year. I have a, I have a tank top that two people bought me for Christmas one year <laughs> that says, yay sports, do the thing, score the points, <laughs> or something like that's that. That's perfect for right I now because it's applicable to everything. Yay sports. Yay sports. We are, of course, sponsored by the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, and I have a little fun fact for you, Elisa, about Ivy. Lay it, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> so Ivy alumna Beth Ford is the CEO at Land Lakes Incorporated. She earned a spot on Fortune Magazine's Most Powerful Women this year. It's her fourth year in a row on that list. Wow, I used that butter. 
<laughs> that's what I put can, her on the list i can tell you where is the cheapest and i buy a lot of it how do we get on that list do you think it's by buying butter probably <laughs> let's keep doing it listen it's by more people getting on patreon that's right and saying how much you love us yeah and tag fortune magazine in, yeah. <laughs> in all of your tweets yeah, about us yeah we really appreciate it thanks guys thanks in advance i think also we need to be rich well maybe i don't that maybe that'll come <laughs> yeah that'll come later i'm sure <laughs> probably by our sponsorship of the mississippi river distilling company oh, just you and i there <laughs> God, we have not been drinking, which is surprising. <laughs> we should have brought some uh, Cody Road or some Irish cream. Have. It's I feel like it's Irish cream season. It's oh. chili season, Irish cream season. Oh, All yeah. of the flavors, bring it on. Yes. So did you hear that, Ryan? You're going to make us rich. <laughs> thanks. That's, thanks from our friends over at Mississippi River for sponsoring the whole podcast network and for making us rich. Yep. All right. We kind of did this last time. It was like a good news, bad news episode, and I want to do it again. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah. I feel like we should I start. I have neither good nor bad news. <laughs> you just have neutral news? Yeah. Well, a couple of your things I think are going to fit into the good news Great. category. So let's start with the bad news. Oh. I'm sorry. I just feel like we should get this out of the way. Okay. I've been thinking since Saturday that I am committing one of the seven deadly sins, and that is... Gluttony? This, no. Yes, I do that all the time. <laughs> but this, I'm talking about envy. Oh. Envy, of course. Because Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes, the football team is the number two team in the nation. And I just want to admit to you that I'm incredibly jealous and salty about it. And not that that makes the sin any less sinny, but it's happening. But I am also emotionally mature enough to experience two emotions at once. So I can say that I'm very happy for my friends and family who are Hawkeye fans. My future brother-in-law is a diehard Hawkeye fan. I watched the game with him. We had a blast. Great. Happy for him. And also I want to break a clipboard over his head. Yeah. All at one time. How is it when we lose to Iowa when you go back to work? Is that fun? No. Is it fun when you spend time with him when we lose to Iowa? He's he's a, one of the, the, I would say, the good Hawkeye fans where he's hmm. not rude about it. Hmm. Okay. So he's okay. Okay. Well, you can have that. You can have that opinion. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> There are a few out there, believe yeah. it or not. He's he's one of the the few. Okay. But I I just I'm I'm gonna say this. They are having the season that we are supposed to have. It's true. And Isn't they're having I hate the season it. we thought we were going to have. Yes, that's a better way to put it. And I well, hate some it. Some of us. Yeah, not you. Some of you. You were there. It was me. <laughs> I just uh I've just you know, I saw a lot of they get lucky, they get all the good breaks. And here's the thing. When you when you are disciplined enough to put yourself to be in the right place at the si right time, you don't have self-inflicted penalties and self-inflicted wounds. Is that really luck anymore? Because I, I don't think it is. And yeah. I just think they figured it out and we haven't turned that corner yet. Yeah. And I'm pissed about it. Happy for the good Hawkeye fans out there like my brother-in-law, but I'm pissed yeah. about it. They said that too about like the Texas A&M just got lucky when they were playing Alabama but Alabama, like, they weren't playing well. Right. And right? A&M took advantage of it. But they had to take advantage of it. Yes. They had to score when they got the turnovers. They had to, like, get the stops. Like, they had to make the efforts. So, yes, I'm and comparing Iowa to Texas A&M. <laughs> And there are, I mean, there are, of course, elements to luck in it. And I'm yeah. not, I'm, but like week after week after week. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I you were giving me a hard time on Twitter, Twitter because I said <laughs> I was excited to watch the Hawkeyes. And here's the deal. I was talking, the brother-in-law, the good Hawkeye fan, I was talking to him about this. Um, you know, he said, well, maybe you don't hate the Hawkeyes all the time. And I 
think there's a difference between like the the Hawkeye basketball team, the Fran, you know, the fighting yeah. Fran McCaffrey's and the Jordan Bohannon's and the um, uh, like the Adam Woodbury's of the world. Like I can't, I'm not gonna cheer yeah. for you. Like I can't, I can't be happy for you. I just, I can't because I don't want to be that. That's a that's they play a bad type of basketball. I don't want to play. They're a, they carry themselves away. I don't want to carry ourselves. Yeah. But this football team is the kind of football, and I'm not necessarily talking about the the style of Big Ten play. I'm just talking about like the discipline, the winning in the margins, and the you know don't shoot yourself in the foot. That is the type of football team that I eventually want our football team to be. And I think that's why I can get behind it. I think that the mental gymnastics that you're going through to try and be liked. By by Hawkeye fans. I don't want to be liked by Hawkeye fans. They can piss outrageous. off. I don't. Hawkeye I, fans are the worst. I don't care about Hawkeye fans. Someone tried to hit me once <laughs> in a yellow Mustang with Iowa plates. <laughs> And that is every Iowa fan. It's not every Iowa fan. It is fan. every Iowa All right, Iowa fine. Fan. It's every Iowa fan. I'll give you that. Well, I'll concede that point for the purposes of this okay. argument. This has nothing to do with Iowa fans. This is right. this is me saying I'm jealous of that. They, I want that this year. And they year. would never in their lives, not a single one of them would ever admit that they were jealous of our success you're, if we would have success. You're probably right. Actually, I, I know you're right. And so I'm not going to give them that. Like, but, I don't care. But I don't about care. Iowa. But I don't care about how they are reacting. I'm just saying from my perspective, I'm, I can admit that I'm sick of being, I'm sick of them having the shit, the stuff, sorry, that we are so close to having. And I'm, I'm mad about it. Great. I'm jealous of it. So what I'm going to say is that I want to have a season like Georgia. So I think that you okay. can say you want to have a season like Iowa and I'll say I want to have a season like Georgia. I can accept that. Great. It's the same idea. We're just substituting names. I would just never say <laughs> Iowa. All right. Fair enough. I don't want to watch any of their games the only game i want to watch is the one against us i do have a good news takeaway from this bad news of my great sin of envy great um and it's that if ever there was going to be a quote-unquote good loss to iowa i mean they're the number two team in the nation right now and i think yeah. baylor is probably better than maybe not than we expected but i think the loss will at the end of the season be a quote good loss yeah so i feel like you know this is our two losses are are okay 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 do you want to move on yep okay it's still about football <laughs> it's about and you you mentioned it earlier with a&m and alabama yeah and we talked about this it might have been in the last episode but it just feels like college football is bananas this year and things are happening that we haven't seen happen in a really long time every saturday there's it seems like every saturday there's been an upset that we didn't see coming and obviously a&m knocking off alabama yeah. was right up there and it's i know i use this phrase i hate using this phrase but it really is and i said it last time the most i would say thing ever that we are not taking advantage of yes. that kind of season and it just yes. burns me like as much as i love the chaos every time it happens i'm like Son of a god! That's like us not taking advantage of the year that Kansas isn't good at basketball. Yes, exactly. That is exactly uh, right. And I just, it burns me. Mm. <sighs> the good news takeaway of, out of that is I think I know that if we do the things we need to do and take care of the things we take care need to take care of, we still have the opportunity to, you know, go to the Big 12 yeah. um, championship game and do and meet a lot of the goals that we set out to meet. But damn it. It's that if ever. I know. If ever. That was this is. It. I mean, do we want to talk about Oklahoma? Yeah. <gasps> They're beatable. For sure. Clearly. They've they been beatable. Yes. Yeah. 
And the Rattler situation is very interesting to me. So interesting. It's a problem. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Lincoln Riley does because right. you have to. I don't. I, what do you think he does? I don't. This you is, just won the game. Like, I don't know how you go back to Rattler, but... But then you have Rattler with all of these... Right. Cash I mean, money! I, but I feel like we did that, too. Like, we went to, like, Deckers for a little bit, and then yeah. the next game came back to Brock Purdy. Like, I think that he has to go back to, to Spencer. We'll see. I don't know. It's th- But you're right. They're completely beatable. Yeah. So I think that he goes back to him, but his leash is short. I think that's fair. Did you watch that game? That mm-hmm. was so much fun to watch. Yeah. If only both could have lost. Right. That's, that's the only bummer. True. It was a re- that was one of the most fun Saturdays I've had watching college football in a really long time. Yeah. It was like every, every time slot had some crazy game. And for I'm not trying to rub salt in Jared's wounds about the Nebraska <laughs> game, but that Nebraska game was going on at the same time as A&M and Alabama and I was like flipping back yeah. and forth and at one point I pulled my computer out so I could watch both it was just so much fun oh my gosh it was a lot of fun all right do you want to move away from college football for a second sure we'll keep on the bad news train okay I warned you I was going to rant about this I but love it have Please you paid rant. attention to the controversy surrounding the National Women's Soccer League at all nope do you know anything about it nope okay well I'm about to inform you please so a couple of weeks ago the athletic came out with a report that outlined allegations of sexual coercion uh, by... Yep, I didn't know okay. that. All right, all right. So it was the um, the North Carolina Courage coach, Paul Riley is his name. It, there was several players who over the course of a decade of his coaching had made these allegations. So there's sexual coercion allegations and then just abusive and harassing behavior. And since that report came out, the um, National Women's Soccer League commissioner resigned from her position and yep. FIFA has launched an investigation. So I was thinking about that. I was trying to, this like has been really bothering me and I was trying to figure out why. And I think last night when I was trying to put all the pieces together, I think I kind of figured out why it's been burning me a little bit. So the, the, um, NWSL, I think is the third women's soccer league that's tried to, uh, get successful in the U S and the first two failed. And, um, I, th- I guess, let me just, I'm going to read you a quote from The Athletic. Um, As the sport tried, failed, and tried again to gain traction in the United States, any controversy was viewed as a threat to the sport's existence with the potential to shut down a team or even an an entire league. Women in the sport felt disempowered, understanding that they were to keep quiet about disrespectful coaches and mistreatment by front office staff, about poor pay and substandard facilities. Uh, Speaking about some personal relationships was also discouraged, and it was more than just hiding the truth. It was putting on a happy face while doing it. And I think... It's that coupled with what Alex Morgan said, which is basically this might be the last hope for any professional soccer league in the U.S. So essentially we have to be, we're told to be grateful for what we have and to shut up and just deal with it. And that is the problem. And that's not just limited to soccer. This goes, I think, to the heart of the controversy and the, and the cover-ups in women's gymnastics, in, so- in um, swimming that we've seen. And basically, with the even the WNBA to a certain extent, maybe not with the cover-ups and the harassment, but just the substandard facilities and substandard pay. I think it's just this problematic idea that be happy with what you have, shut up and move on. Yeah. And until that goes away, this problem is going to continue where if there's a problematic coach, you cut the leash, you push them to another team without saying, oh, you should look at why they got cut. Right. 
so I, I'm, I don't know. I want to say I'm hopeful that this is kind of a turning point where we finally say, you know, it's so what if the league fails? If we're treating women like this, right. it's not worth it. Right. And I, I think that it's like, it's not going to be the fault of the women. It's, it's just America isn't a soccer country. Like we don't love soccer the way that we love other sports. Yeah. And, and we the, like the MLS isn't exactly like thriving. Right. I wouldn't say, but it's hard because you have these women who are clearly the, some of the best yes. in the world at what they do and they can't play in their home country. Right. And I was some of their, I mean, their salaries are like less than teacher salaries yeah. so and we know that you know in the united states teachers don't make a lot of money and right. you have these professional not that not i'm not suggesting that women's soccer professional soccer is greater right. than you know what i'm saying but it's just these women they're you know so they so they have to go overseas and play and it's just it sucks that they're they're having to choose whether to speak up about whether they feel safe or um you know valued and they have to choose that against whether they're you know they're livelihood will continue yep i agree i and and i don't know i the same thing it's you know with gymnastics and swimming it's a little bit different those are olympic sports that don't necessarily have the professional side of it um but we value those in the you know every four years the olympics come around and we're suddenly very proud but at what cost and i don't know i just uh, i think that that quote from the athletic and alex morgan's comments really just succinctly put it together yeah that actually when you start talking about that that leads me into one of the things and i guess this is like a good news that's good yeah do it yeah good news it's a good news balance yeah so um Shailene Flanagan is running six major marathons in six weeks and they asked her like why she's doing it and she said an interesting stat is that by age 17 more than half of girls will have quit playing sports and that made me really sad that was a motivation motivator right there I was a shy girl but sports completely transformed my life and gave me confidence and direction and like we talk about that yeah we have like more than half of girls quit playing sports by the age of 17 and I mean, I have seen a commercial that indicates that it's even younger than that, than a good chunk of girls stop playing because there isn't that hope of like being a superstar, you know, once you get past that. And then there's also these like coaches, toxic environments, toxic, exactly toxic, toxic environments. And just, I was just thinking about like the things that women are told are important fill our time like we only have so much that's going to fit in our basket and like half that basket is made up of like makeup and <laughs> like high-heeled shoes right. and stuff like that you know what I mean which is fine it's fun but it's like you think about the thing that this is just a total rant but that's you okay. think about the things that women that are important to women you know and th- people roll their eyes at those things the things that are important to men like golfing and hunting and like well those are important you know what i mean you can you can have those interests because those are like quality interests but it like why you know what i mean like you're hitting the ball like what around. makes right what's the difference yeah but but you can golfing especially golfing is like that one thing that if if someone were to ask me <laughs> in high school or middle school like what would be your biggest tip for me for a woman like entering the workplace learn how to play golf you you said this in a we spoke to a um 
it was a group through the Ivy College yeah. Business for women. And you mentioned that. And I think about that probably once yeah. a week. And I tell people that now, thanks to you, yes. because it's true. It's yes. such a um, networking tool mm-hmm. that we just don't have access to because we didn't play yeah it is and I think that if you and it's expensive right but if you have the ability to teach your daughters how to play golf at an early age or get them at least interested get them to be able to play like 18 holes of golf that will help them in their career more than I think that you realize in many, many careers that will help them more than you realize. Totally agree. That's where the networking happens. That's where you can get in front of the schmoozing can happen. Yeah. CEOs, presidents, VPs, like you're going to get in front of important people in the company because it's been designed as this thing that segregates women and men because men learn how to do it you know it segregates the rich from the poor because you have to be rich to play it you have to be rich to you know go to the country yeah Mm -hmm. be members go to country clubs and stuff like that so I I just think that that's one of my biggest and I feel like this has nothing to do with what we were talking about yeah I don't know how we got here but it's a good point (laughs) it doesn't matter it's a good point I mean and that's a sport that women can continue to play past the age of 17 too yes you know what I mean yes absolutely yeah and I mean I still play like softball and volleyball sometimes and I so I would say that I I'm still an athlete like I still have continued to play sports past the age of 17 and I agree with everything that she says like they've taught me a lot and um so to go back for one second because I I just have that I had one more thought I don't even know what spurred it but um Oh, that you said the young girls quitting at age seven, you know, quitting at a young age. And it, first of all, like what you said, you don't have a, this option of a glamorous professional career is absolutely a a huge part of it. The other part of it is there's a certain window. If you want to be a mom, you know, a lot of times that crosses over with your prime athletic years. And so that's just a, a natural hurdle too. But, um, one of the things I wanted to mention and good news is I'll just mention it now since you brought it up is, um, the WNBA players will now get free access to fertility testing and um, fertility services. And it just got, it was a deal that um, got worked out with the players union. Uh, Neko, I think it's Ogumike. I think yeah. it's, is that, did I say I it right? that's right. Okay. Um, so she's in her second of a three-year term as the league, the player association president. Mm-hmm. And so she, this, this agreement with this fertility set testing service comes on last year's um, decision to up pay and make sure that you know they had better access to childcare and mat- paid maternity leave and all of that. So first of all, good on her. That's wildly. I'm like I'm just so proud of the progression that the WNBA has made in terms yeah. of these are working moms. You know they yes they're professional athletes, but the truth is they're working moms. Yeah. Um, and veteran players now, as a result of last year's CBA modifications, veteran players have access to reimbursement for family expenses, adoption, surrogacy, egg freezing. But um, Ogumike said she wants to break the assumption that women female athletes can't have kids until after they retire so I just thought that was a really cool thing I'm really I'm really proud that they're doing that so yeah yeah. um and then to just close off what I was to go back to um the National Women's Soccer League Abby Wambach came out and said she's really regretful that she didn't say anything during her playing years about some of the abuse and harassment she saw and it was just I had this moment where I was like you've got Abby Wambach Simone Biles all of these very big names who didn't say 
as much as they wanted to say, if they said anything at all, um, you know, until much later. And it's just these, these wildly powerful women felt like they didn't, they weren't empowered enough to say it. And that's just, that shows you how bad it really was. So I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it's one of the bad news category topics. And I'm hopeful that women continue to feel more and more empowered every day, but I don't know. It just, it, it hurts a little bit. Okay. I have one more bad news thing. This one's going to get me fired up. It's, did you see Sage Steele's comments? Yes. Okay. All right. We have to, I, I went back and forth on whether I even wanted to mention this because it's one of those things of do you highlight some stupid comments that someone made, but I feel like we have to. Cause yeah. I, okay. So sh- if you didn't pay attention, she was on a podcast with Jay Cutler last, I think it was last week, a week and a half ago. She said a lot of things that I don't want to touch. I don't want to get into. Um, but what she said about female sports journalists, I'm just going to read what she said. This is this is what she, her words that women need to be responsible as well for inappropriate comments directed at them. And she said, and I'm not quoting her anymore, but she said she's been asked by young aspiring journalists for advice and she's been asked by them to watch their audition tapes. And she said, I see how they, quote, present themselves. And she responds with, the quote, the way you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. When you dress like that, I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, but you know what you're doing when you put that outfit on, too. All right. And a couple of minutes later, she went on to say, I'm not saying anybody deserves anything, but we need to be responsible as women, too, because we know what we're doing when we put certain things on. So she doubled down on it. That's like a sorry, but not sorry. Yes. Okay. So my first question is what are these women wearing in their audition tapes? Right. Stage? Are they wearing like Elle Woods glittery, like <laughs> sequin bathing suits? Right. No, no, they're not. Like what right. the hell are they wearing? That's so off putting and right. offensive to you. Are they wearing t-shirts that say it? Please assault me. <laughs> right. Like that is a, no, what, right. like they're not, they're not dressed that inappropriately Two, I don't care if they are like, I don't yeah. care if that, if they are in swimsuits, if they're in freaking lingerie, I don't care. Like right. women, I don't care what you wear. We have to stop normalizing the you deserve it or women deserve it we need to take that out of the lexicon completely and the normal thing to say is don't harass women right that should be the norm right i don't know why this is so hard and this is also true for we've talked about this a lot for women's safety you know if we're out walking out late at night do we have should we be learning self-defense techniques yes because that's the way society is messed up right because we're in danger but instead of the norm being you should teach your daughter self-defense the norm should be we should teach men not to attack women right i don't i it just blows my mind that the norm is we need to teach women to react to the messed up things about how society is there's like a meme that's like how to stop sexual assault and it's like if you see a drunk woman do not sexual assault her like, <laughs> how to stop sexual assault don't sexually assault right, people exactly like it's it's all these you, you expect that it's going to be like don't wear a short skirt right, like, right keep your keys between your fingers like all these things check the back seat like god you guys just listen to that that's so there there are there are people there are men who hide in the back seat of women's cars to assault yes them. right like and those men have mothers yeah. And those men have fathers. Right. Some of them. Or or even if they have someone. Right. Those men were raised by someone. Yes. And those someones also need to be held accountable yes. for teaching their their sons or the children that they are in charge of. And it's <sighs> 
it is bad always for anybody to say you deserve it because of what you're wearing. But to me, I react so much. My reaction is so much worse when it's from a woman, like a woman in Sage's yeah. position or a, a, a male coach who has a platform to empower women. Because I don't listen. You don't have to carry the feminism flag or right. the women's empowerment flag. If you don't want to carry it, that is fine. Like I will. Yeah. But you in those positions uh, where you have a platform, I you might not be responsible for carrying the flag and moving the flag forward, but you are responsible for not moving it back. Right. And that is why I am so pissed off at Sage Steel. Right. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Right. And this kind of like makes me think, so one of my first jobs, I think this was my first job out of college, I had to wear like pantyhose <laughs> and, whoop, a, whoop. Yeah, and a suit. Yeah to work yeah. every day and I worked at a horse track and it sucked and I had to wear like closed toed high heel yep. like nice shoes and like it yeah it sucked but that also taught me like the more formal you're dressing the more professionally you're going to be taken by men and women and I think that that's far different from like showing a little leg or uh, you know a low-cut shirt stuff like that like that's I think that that's a different idea of saying like you deserve harassing comments right yes I think being taken seriously and being deserving of harassing comments I think that those are two totally different things because if she were to come on and say like you know they're wearing jeans and a t-shirt yes. in these yes. and like because at that point it's like do you care about your job right like that's has nothing right. to do with your sexuality right yeah. and you think about like the men sitting up there doing sports commentating they're oftentimes wearing like jackets and ties yes. and they are also like dressed Formally, and, well, they're dressed for that position, right? Right, right. I, yes. So I think that it, had she come and said like, oh, they're just, you know, I can't believe they're wearing t-shirts, but no, she said like they're wearing things and they know what they're doing. Yes, they are inviting. They are trying to get the male gaze. Yes, that is what she. That was is saying. exactly what she. She was saying. wasn't saying they're not taking the this seriously. Yes, and I'm I'm gonna. Oh, I question whether I should say this or not, but I'm going to because I feel like we should. So mm-hmm. over the weekend there was the exam. Xavier Foster news about him being dismissed from the team. And then after that press release, we found out some more news that maybe there was, well, we know there was an investigation about sexual assault over the summer. I saw on Twitter from Iowa State fans, people saying things like, sounds like a woman who regretted her decision the next day. Stop saying that. There is no reason for that there's no excuse for that stop no do we know that there are false accusations sometimes yes i will never deny that that's we've seen that play out in the sports world okay but when you say this on a public platform when it's your knee-jerk reaction before you know anything else someone's gonna see it right so imagine if you have a daughter or a best friend who's a female and god forbid something actually happened to them where they were in a setting where they were sexually assaulted or raped or or harassed or whatever what do you think she's going to remember? She's going to remember you saying what you said about some unknown female. And she's going to think someone out there, even if it's not you, someone out there is going to think that about me. Do you think that it's more likely that a woman regretted her decision the next day? Or do you think that it's more likely that somebody who has been told yes, their entire life didn't hear no. Well, but I don't even care about that. I'm not even, I don't even want to touch that because I don't want to suggest anything. I don't know what happened. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I'm just saying in those situations, you're right. You're probably, but I don't want anyone to think that we're suggesting that about him. I have no idea. No, 
probably right about that. But I, I just, it's, if you want to have that thought in right. your internal monologue about she may regret it, fine. Right. You don't have to tweet it. Stop tweeting that True. Stuff. Stop. True. Things can stay in your brain, guys. <laughs> People. I just, that. Women too. Yes. No, absolutely. Sage. Things can, you can keep things in your head that's guys. right like that's a novel concept i know and it's really sad like stop <laughs> for a second and think you know could someone see this and be hurt right. by it and if the answer is yes then just don't right. do it it's not it's okay. oh my gosh i know that's- i'm like starting to get worked <laughs> up because it's like you guys you can have an opinion that's different from somebody else and you can keep it to yourself even though that person posted their opinion on the internet you don't have to post your opinion on the internet <sighs> i know mind-blowing should we take a break so you can regain your composure? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cycling gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so we spent the first part of the podcast talking about things that got us fired up in a bad way. Should we talk about some good things? Yeah. Let's talk about Iowa State volleyball. We told you guys we'd uh, do better about covering them. And I know Elisa and I both did a little deep dive on Iowa State volleyball. Yes. So I don't, do you want to take over? Do you want me to tee it up? Tee it up? Okay. So babe. Late, <laughs> babe. Are you babing me again? Yeah, babe. So late last week, Iowa State volleyball split with Texas Tech. So as it stands currently, they're 12 and 5 overall and 4 and 2 in the Big 12. And that puts them at third in the Big 12 standings behind Texas and Baylor. Uh, next week, they have a bye this week. So their next match is against number one Texas. And it's 
it's at Hilton Coliseum. That's Thursday, October 21st, 630. I feel like everybody should go. Heck yeah. I, I don't know if you, did you go to a lot of volleyball games in college? College or after a few. So I had like the package that included volleyball and stuff. So yeah, I tried to go to some college volleyball. The high level college volleyball is one of the most entertaining things you'll ever see. I mean, Olympic volleyball is as well, but it's just so much fun. And if you have little girls or little boys who are easily distracted, take them to a volleyball game. And because there's constant movement, they will be locked in. Yes. It's like, I mean, it's like tennis, but with six people on either (laughs) side of the really tall, powerful women. Yeah. So I think if, if you can't get out to the match it's on I think ESPN plus as yeah. well so they also they used to practice at I want to say it was Forker that they practiced at but I got to watch them oh yeah all because yeah. I worked there so it was yes. so much fun yeah and they're uh, they are powerful impressive athletes yes. so I took volleyball as a course at Iowa State <laughs> I did it's too bad you didn't make the team Alisa too bad <laughs> yeah did you want to mention any of the you mentioned some. I mean, I was a back row specialist. That's what you want me to mention? No. Okay. No. Okay. I meant the, the girls on the okay. team. I was a pretty good server. <laughs> Same. I learned the overhand serve at an early age, thanks to Tim Lane. Thanks, Just, Tim. Yeah. I did too, actually. With me. I learned the overhead. Yeah. yeah. I love now, it. That's weird that night. Okay. So uh, when we were coming of age, yes. volleyball was not um, rally score. Right. And <laughs> this makes us sound so old. And there was no libero. There was no libero. That was new in my, when my sister was in high school. <laughs> um, there was a lot of underhand serving. Yes. Um, it's been interesting to watch the transformation of the, um, I guess, are they called uniforms? Yeah. Yeah. Uniforms. Because. I remember wearing long sleeves and shorts. Yep. Then it went to the, and like short shorts, like basketball shorts, not the teeny tiny. And then we've slowly gotten tighter and shorter (laughs) in both ways. Yeah. Um, And now I think teams are also going back to long sleeves. So it's just been interesting to watch that all. Also, there were only like two girls on my varsity team who jump served. (laughs) And now it's It's like like middle schoolers jump served. No, it's it's changed a lot. I don't think I could. I think it's changed for the better. I mean, it is much faster paced. Yeah, for sure. So the other day we we always have balloons around the house just because they're funny and they're fun. And, um, I hit one over to Rosa and she goes, let's play volleyball. And then she put her hands together and hit so the volleyball. Yeah. And I was like, where did you even learn That's that? That's awesome. So it got me very excited. We should take the girls to go watch. We should. Okay. We say that. I know. All the time. We should We're also get to you to go it. run your mile. Okay. <laughs> So I told Steph this before. So I have to run this mile. If you're just joining us, I have to run a mile. She lost a bet. I lost a bet to Steph. And so I've strategically planned a physical for this week. And I'm going to beg my doctor for a note. I'm going to make her do a full body scan. Check every bone in my body for possible stress fractures. Just I don't to care. Try and get You're going to show up with a doctor's note that says, please excuse Elisa Woods from her one mile exercise. <laughs> You're going to rip it up. <laughs> and then just like spit on it right. and crumple it. It's one mile, guys. <laughs> I'm not going on like a half marathon with her. I'm Yet. One Yet. mile. And I don't know that I'll run the whole thing. It'll be fun. We should get my, like one of the girls to record it behind <laughs> us or something be a horrible idea <laughs> maybe just interview like, us before and then they can interview that's you a good, after that's a good idea. um did you have anything else about volleyball um i just had a couple little shout outs okay. sure if i can remember my password for my phone it's one two three four five six <laughs> it's password <laughs> it's jared is jared is our bff <laughs> it's jared is single <laughs> still, still. 
<laughs> we, if they make us change the password we put still and it has to have an exclamation mark because you have to have a Jared did you listen to the full podcast last week because we may or may not have given out your phone number <laughs> he didn't because he didn't get any texts that's too bad <laughs> oh we're not very good wing women uh, anyway shout okay. <laughs> so Candelaria Candelaria is that her first name? See, this is another reason why we got to go to some of the games so we can hear how to yeah. pronounce their names because that's a gorgeous name. Herrera is first in the Big 12 in blocks, sixth in the Big 12s in, in hitting percentage, and 10th in kills. So, like, I would say she's probably the best player on the team, and I really want to go see her play. Okay. Um, Jaden Newsom, third in assists, so I'm guessing she's our setter. Sick. You're guessing? <laughs> I don't know. This is why we need to go. Yeah. Um, Brooke Anderson is six in the Big 12 in service aces. Oh, do you think they have a cool like hand- handshake after their aces? <sighs> I hope so. Ace. We did like do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and then Marja Popvik is first in digs. I'm guessing she's the libero. You are a great guesser, Elisa. Well, maybe they try and not no, hit to the libero. You're right. That's fine. This is all the more reason for us to go. I know. So I'm very excited. I would like to, um, I'd like to check that out. And Bar- Marja reached 2,000 career digs in her collegiate career, and she's one of nine active D1 players with 2,000 oh, wow. digs. So... She good. She good. I think that we have a solid team. Yeah. Like, although we are kind of mid of the pack in the Big 12, I think that we have a really solid team. Well, and it's kind of, you know, we were very, very good for several years. It's kind of yes. leveled out. And I think hopefully this is the going back up. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, any more? I have a lot of notes, but it's just pretty much whether they won or lost. Okay. Um, if you heard us last week on Cyclone Fanatic Radio, we did a women's basketball preview. But just really quickly, they're likely to be top 15 in the nation. They were picked second um, in the Big 12 preseason poll behind Baylor. Ashley Jones, Lexi, Donarski, Emily Ryan all have preseason Big 12 honors. So a lot to be excited about there. Season kicks off in less than a month. Booyah. Booyah. I cannot believe. We said this on the radio, but I can't believe it's almost basketball season. I know. You're telling me. It is WNBA final season. It I have, is. It is. Preseason NBA season. That too. Um, I have one really, really quick, cool story to tell you about the WNBA finals. Ooh, cool. Okay, you ready? I like cool. So it's the Phoenix Mercury and Chicago Sky in the finals. Um, first game was Sunday. The um, Sky won. It was a big win. So Diana Taurasi plays for the Mercury. She didn't have a great game. She had six turnovers. Mm. Can I explain potentially why? Yes. So the Mercury had a five-game semifinal that finished um, on Friday night. Then Dinah Taurasi's wife or partner has a baby Saturday morning. I love it. At 4.34 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Then she goes to play in the WNBA Finals on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. She's 39 years old. She also has a three-year-old. Oh, my gosh. So when asked about this, she's like, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not tired. Right. And I was like, listen, woman, you might not want to say you're tired, but I will say it's okay to be tired. I wonder if she went early, if she was like 37 weeks or something like that. And they were like, let's have this baby. Well, they they were trying to, I mean, because obviously, like, it didn't happen naturally. Right, right. (laughs) Like, we're not To try to time it, Idiots here, Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they tried to time it so, like, she would just be done. Yeah, I don't know. With basketball season. Yeah, so the finals continue on Wednesday. We'll see if she's gotten any more sleep. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, and one quick one last note about the WNBA. Their uh, league viewership is at the highest at what it's been since 2008. So we talked about that a lot. Um, thanks to you. Yes, thanks to me. All right, to close out the pod, I have one non-sports related shout out, female shout out. For me? No. Oh. The Do you know what the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is in Washington, D.C.? Oh, yeah, DC? yeah. Okay, so it was recently guarded by an all-woman team of three Sentinels for the first time in history. Girls! So it was dedicated back in 1921, and members have been guarding the tomb for 24 hours a day since 1937. So nice. this is the f- 2021 is the first time it's been an all-female guard since 1937. I love it. Oh, it's really cool. I thought that I read the story about it and I was reading about some of the training they do and their shifts are like 27 hours Jeez. and they're, oh man, those it's, that would be a very, obviously it's a very honorable gig, yeah. but also very difficult. That's so. crazy. Anyway, that's my final shout out. Love it. Football team plays K-State on Saturday. Oh yeah. That. Let's go down there and kick some booty for the first time since what, like 2000, <laughs> or something? 1987. <laughs> Somebody get Brent Bloom on the line. Yeah, I heard him say it. I don't remember it but 2004 jared knew all right so uh we'll be back with a couple of victories by our next pod right heck yeah go cyclones go state